producers and stuff were kind of just like, you know, I don't know, we, I don't know that we have like the time to, to do this, uh, to do this shot. And it, it came up like that a lot. There was a lot of things that I wanted to do where it was like, uh, you know, can't we just like, do we need this shot? It was always like, do we need this one? Do we need it? And it's like, we need all of them because that's the movie. Like the, the movie is all these little like sort of cheeky details and, and, and mm -hmm. kind of interesting little sort of flourishes. And as far as, and then as far as like the gore is concerned, every single one of, of those things, like no, nothing, none of the gore shots were like incidental or we just kind of like winged it. They were all very, very planned because that that's why we're here. That's why we're watch, here to watch the movie, you know, to for all the, um, the violence and the gags and stuff. Today on the show, we're featuring one of the most craziest fucking movies I have ever seen in my entire life. This movie is called The Sadness and it's playing in theaters everywhere across Canada this weekend. And it's also going to be on VOD very soon, I believe May 12th. It is an absolutely gruesome horror movie that's been all the talk around all these different horror festivals over the past year. It's finally getting its worldwide release real soon. And today we talked to the director, Rob Jabaz, about how this came to be. And he's got such an interesting story. This is a movie with subtitles. He made it in Taiwan, but uh, he's originally from around here, the Toronto region, Mississauga. So we get into that and the details of putting together this absolute slaughter fest. Oh my God. And I got to say, um, and give this movie a big trigger warning. It is a good movie. Um, but me personally, um, I'm a bit of a baby when it comes to gory stuff. And this was just an overload of that, but also so well done. <laughs> I kept like probably over a hundred times throughout this movie. I like covered my eyes, did like the half peak thing, but also I couldn't turn it off. Uh, I was very intrigued to see what led with these two main characters in the movie as well. But uh, yeah, this is an absolute spectacle. But like I mentioned, um, I want to put a huge trigger warning on this. It's definitely not for e everybody, but if you are a horror aficionado, this is definitely for you. It's so unique. And also the famous Rue Morgue magazine and publication, they quote, this is the most violent and depraved zombie movie ever made. Ever. And Rue Morgue, you know, they know their shit. And for them to say that, um, yeah, it's crazy. And even they use the word zombie, but um, it's not your traditional zombie. It's, um, it's something else. I'd even argue if it's a zombie movie or not. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk to the director of this was so dope to pick his brain after he destroyed mine. <laughs> so here we go. This is the sadness with director Rob Jabaz. What what time is it in Taiwan right now? Uh, Eleven p.m. 11 p.m. Ah, okay. Wow, wow. Well, th well, thanks for uh, taking the time to hang with us today. I, you know, I'm a I'm a big guy. I can stay up. I can stay up past nine these days. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite. I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, once I hit thirty, I'm starting to get tired and wake waking up early and everything and going going to bed early. But um, it's uh, I just uh, watched the movie this morning and man, oh, cool. I I just want to say I I completely enjoyed it, but at the same time, that was one of the fucking craziest things I've seen in a long, long time. Like. Uh, to, to the point where uh, there was been mo there was moments where I was like going like this, like covering my face uh, as things were going on on the screen. But uh, man, I totally appreciate it, man. The emotions it brought out of me. You like you liked it, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's good. That's good. I'm just happy that uh, people are enjoying themselves. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely um, takes you on a ride, and like right off the bat. Um, just like amps up with the intensity and I even remember like checking the time of the movie and it was only like 20 minutes in and some movies I don't even see like that much practical effects and gore and everything like just the level of like details into like the intensity and gruesomeness was was nuts so I just want to like uh, hear a little bit about that and just like the the pacing and everything like that. Oh yeah, sure. That, that's that's a great thing to talk about um, because that's that's really the um, 
like the details really are the movie like like a movie like this uh you know like I, I, the one that i like to bring up a lot is is the like the part where the main character uh jim played by baron jew is um driving away from like a bunch of infected people like you know running after him and then he he looks in his rear view mirror and there's like a, a shot of the rear view mirror and then you see the infected running towards him in the rear view mirror but then like it gets like like shot like shot out and then the, there's a focus pull and you see instead of seeing the reflection you see the mirror and then you know uh you know he, he looks up and there's a cop shooting at him right and and uh it uh it was it was like eventually like to do that shot all we really needed to do was like um get a, a you know rear view mirror like uh by its by itself and then just like clamp it just to the camera and then just sort of you know have the have the guy have the cameraman uh go on like a like a segue or hoverboard or whatever and then just go down and then just you know uh do it twice once with the, the mirror uh intact and then one time with the mirror um shattered and then just it's it's such a quick like a, a bullet shot is such a quick thing that all you do is you just add like a little digital flash and and the sound effect and you can sell it pretty easily right but anyways the, the reason why I'm, I'm going through all of this is because um uh you know this is this is one of the shots that um you know uh the producers and stuff were kind of just like you know, I don't know. We, I don't know that we have like the time to to do this uh, to do this shot. And it, it came up like that a lot. There was a lot of things that I wanted to do where it was like, uh, you know, can't we just like do we need this shot? It was always like, do we need this one? Do we need it? And it's like, we we need all of them because that's the movie. Like the the movie is all these little like sort of cheeky details and 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 mm -hmm. kind of um, interesting little sort of flourishes. And as far as and then as far as like the gore is concerned. Um, I mean, you know, like every single one of, of those things, like no, nothing, none of the gore shots were like incidental or we just kind of, you know, like winged it. They were all very, very planned because, you know, of course, um, every single one is, is sort of like a, a hero shot or a highlight shot because that, that's why we're here. That's why we're watch, here to watch the movie, you know, to, for all the, um, the violence and the gags and stuff. That's, that's, that's anyways, like why I like those kinds of movies. Um, but to, to sort of back to your main point uh, about uh, pacing, uh, that was also uh, a really critical, uh, critical thing when we were doing the movie or when I, when I was like um, storyboarding it and, and even earlier when I was kind of like writing it, um, I just was really primarily concerned with just making sure that the movie was, uh, exciting and and that there was always always sort of like a a feeling of momentum or like there was always like sort of something that needs to happen needs to happen next like really fast um so yeah i mean and i mean it's all just driven by the idea that um you know a movie a movie can be um you know uh like stupid or or like vulgar or like it doesn't or, you know it doesn't make sense or or um I don't know, like, like there's all these uh, negative things that a movie can be, but the one thing that it, that it really shouldn't be is boring. Like you shouldn't be sitting there, sitting there just like with your, with your head in your hands, kind of just feeling bored. Like as, as long as it's not that, then uh, it's, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a worthwhile experience as far as I'm concerned. So that, that's what I was attempting to do. Oh, mission uh, accomplished though, man. For sure. I, I think it's exciting. There's some, I, I've definitely, you know, seen, comments of people saying how bored they were how bored they were watching the movie and i'm just kind of okay. <laughs> see like that those com type of comments don't make any sense to me too because uh just even to let you know like the type of viewer i am um i'm usually not into like hyper like gory films like um i i get really like sensitive and like queasy to that kind of shit but the way this one was like paced it kind of like kept me locked in of like just wanting to be on the journey of like the two main characters and uh, enough curiosity to want to know what's next. And it just kept like hammering you with moments one after another, one after another until it was finally over. Like, uh, like the movie was like an hour and a half. It felt like in my mind, like, 
oh, like I just started it, you know, like it just kind of yeah. directly takes you on the time or a, a ride without any lulls to it, which I, I really appreciated about it. There is actually a lull like towards the end where the, um, like, I feel like the movie is pretty like front loaded. Uh, and then it's mm -hmm. sort of like, and another, like one of the things too, is that people uh, like from the trailer, it, it sort of has this sort of, citywide event feeling but it but i actually think that the uh you know the, the movie itself is actually like quite a quite a small movie like an intimate movie like at, at any given time um there's not really more i mean there are you know there's scenes like the train scene and there's scenes like in the restaurant and uh in the hospital and stuff where there are extras but like generally when there's like a real scene happening there's usually not more than maybe four people like on screen doing something so it, it really is um it really is kind of like designed to be kind of more of like a smaller film uh and um i think that that it works in its favor because it really it really means that um the the violence like just sort of means a little more like it, it you really sort of get a sense of the suffering of um of each of each uh, you know character that that uh, is uh, uh, brutalized or, or or whatever you know like you really, you really spend some time with them and you really kind of get us get a feeling of kind of what they're feeling. That's yeah, kind of kind of gets you a little emotional about like emotionally invested in everybody uh, the characters come across. Sure, but but like yeah, just back to what I was saying though about like. Um, the, the sort of front heavy aspect of it, like the, the back end of the movie where, you know, we sort of get into like this, you know, I, I don't want to get into any spoilers, but there's sort of like um, the, 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 the tone, like sort of the, the frenetic chase uh, quality of the film uh, kind of gives way to sort of like a, a tense moment where you, you encounter a character where you're not really sure if he's like good or bad or whatever. And like um, th that, that was sort of like uh that was sort of like a, like my, well, my intention with that was sort of like to, um, uh, you know, shift gears. Like there's, there's so, there's only so many, like, you know, what I always say is like, um, first you, first you show something, then you ante up, then you ante up. And then what you do is you like anti sideways where like you, you, you give the audience, you try to give the audience something that like they're, they weren't expecting. So it's like, mm. um, you know, like, Oh damn, like, you know, some, it's like a, uh, a zombie uh, situation here, you know, and then it's like, oh damn, like they're they're speaking, you know, and they're, mm -hmm. and they're, they're thinking, and then it's like, oh damn, they're 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 raping that guy, you know, like like it's yeah, like, and but then it's like it shifts like to a to a different aspect, and all of a sudden like oh there's like we're in a different location, and there's uh, kids uh, uh, torturing their their teacher or, or whatever, you know, like and so you're just like uh, and you know you do that a bunch of times and then it comes to a point where like maybe it's time to just kind of all of that in a broad sense to kind of like put that aside and then and then sort of try to do something that's a little more of like a tension thing where it's like like we have this character that we've been following and we care about her enough even though like you know we, we care about her just by virtue of the fact that we've been with been following her for so long and then uh and all of a sudden we're putting her into a situation where she's very vulnerable and and we're not entirely sure uh you know if this guy has like her best intentions in mind so that was kind of like an attempt to kind of switch gears to to kind of keep it fresh but um if but i as when i watch the film i find that like uh that that scene uh if if there is a lull in the film it's definitely like towards like that around that point but I do think, but I do watch the film and I, and I do feel kind of like, this is kind of how I, this is how I want it to be. So, I mean, uh, it, it's not really like a, a regret. It's just sort of like some, like an audience goes in and they're, and they're excited and they, and they're either super down with what we're doing. And then sometimes they just, they just want more and more of that. And, you know, I, I decided to kind of, <laughs> to not just make it that all the way through. Uh, switch gears. I, I find that some people uh, do appreciate that that particular scene. Yeah. Quite a I was going to say I really, really enjoyed it too because I felt like uh, just as the violence and everything is just like you, you get so much of it, and it was almost like a 
moment of uh, like taking a breath, but also on top of it, it explains more in detail of the plot and like the virus and like what it's actually doing and like on a scientific level too. So at the same time, maybe like, I know you've probably seen this movie a thousand times, but me as like a one-time viewer, like it's, it, um, it didn't feel like it stopped like the excitement in a way where it like, even though it does kind of come to a halt, it's like serves a, a valuable purpose in the entire story to yeah. have that halt. I, sure. I, I think that, um, I think that um, it, it sort of gives a, a bigger picture, like, or sort of, sort of uh, frames sort of the situation in sort of a broader sense. And, and, and it raises sort of questions about like, you know, the, the, like how, uh, how easy it, it actually would be in real life for, for just some major psychological change to happen or whatever. Like, um, and you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's also one of those things too, where it's like, um, uh, if, if you, if you have a film that like, you know, has something like that in it, like that's, that's sort of like the easy thing for like the, the critic who wants to kind of prove to like their audience that that they have exquisite taste like that's like the place <laughs> that they can, that's the place that they can do that um but uh, yeah but i mean like it, I, I remember like uh years ago i mean this is not even like a, a like a breaking news thing or whatever but i remember uh uh being in canada at my mom's house and like seeing on on tv in the middle of the day like this uh like law firm uh sort of like a call, a call to action for like a class action lawsuit against like uh, a particular kind of uh, medication that that made you, that makes people gamble too much. It's like if you've gambled away your life savings and you, uh, and you and you're on these medications, like give us a call because we're putting together this class action lawsuit against this pharmaceutical company because this this drug makes makes you want to take risks. Like it makes you want to go to the casino and gamble. So like um, so like just the fact that like taking some kind of medication can do something so so specific as to make you want to gamble uh i i uh it, it kind of made me think like you know oh damn like the 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 idea of like sort of a, a virus altering the you know the the micro microstructure of the brain enough to, to just kind of connect the violent center with the uh pleasure center it doesn't seem like that outlandish really even though it is just sort of like a, a some just a line you write just to kind of you know uh, add a little bit of depth to the whole thing really what, what we're here for like i said before is uh is the spectacle yeah yeah but uh yeah like like i mentioned too like well done man uh, i noticed it's been getting like awards at like festivals and everything and mm -hmm. uh yeah it's, it's so cool even like i'm so interested in your story too as well because uh um you're from mississauga like you mentioned you were in canada and everything and now living in taiwan and like did you go out here to film this movie and decide to stay or like kind of what's the whole story of uh your life as a director and uh making the move out that way yeah well i i mean i just had been like i'm i, I come from a background of animation and um you know i i, I basically just was here uh working like working as an animator um the the real the reason why like I came here in the first place was just kind of like um you know there was there was sort of a, an opportunity in like sort of the around maybe 2008 or so um or even earlier for for people to to come here and like it was there was all these programs where you could just kind of like come here and like uh it was fairly easy to like live and make a living and stuff and I thought oh you know I, I I've been in Canada like my whole life maybe I'll just go to go to like some crazy place that's really different and see and just see how it so see what happens you know so and I thought like oh yeah I'll do it for like maybe like I had, a, I had like a girlfriend and like a all this stuff that like I wanted that I you know I, I wish that I uh I wish that I hadn't been so like flagrant in some places because like you know I I think that because uh, I had to break up with her eventually like we thought oh, we could yeah. kind of last for like a few you know like maybe oh six months you know eight months okay a year and then come back but it's like it didn't didn't go down that way I ended up staying for like way <laughs> But, um, but in any case, um, you know, whatever shit happens. But the thing is, the thing is, is that, um, uh, yeah, I, I was just, I ended up just sort of like staying here and, and getting 
focusing a lot of my attention on, on animation and then, um, you know, just life just kind of takes crazy twists and turns and you end up, uh, you know, your, your work ends up catching the eye of, of somebody who uh, is, is, you know, looking for someone like you and then, and then, you know, you, so you start doing some work and then that work catches the eye of someone else and then then that guy ends up uh, wanting to make a movie and then it's like, it, it doesn't feel like the right time then COVID hits. And it's like, okay, maybe this is the, cause Taiwan is, is uh, handling the, vi there's no lockdown right now. Like back in uh, 20, 2020, there really wasn't a lockdown. Uh, whereas the rest of the world was totally locked down at that time. So, you know, now's the time to make them. I don't, I think if that COVID didn't happen, we wouldn't have never made the sadness because, because, oh, wow. uh, because, uh, uh, it, it was just kind of it, in the in the mind of of the producers. It was just like the perfect time to to work on a, a film because there would the the idea was that there would be no competition. Uh, in the, you know the six months later when we released the film, it's like there's not going to be anything else really in theaters. They're just going to be showing, um, you know, like Inception again, you know, or, or something. Yeah. Or, so there was like a high demand to, for like new shit and. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, that, that was the idea. Unfortunately, like, you know, you're, well, you're also kind of, um, you know, skating the razor's edge because, you know, there, there, could, there could be like an outbreak, like at any time, uh, which could interrupt production or even worse, like, you know, it could, it could coincide when, when you've sort of aligned the, the release date, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean that that sort of happened as well. There was sort of like a COVID scare, like right around like our release date. So I was just kind of like, ah, you know, like like right at the eleventh hour, we we encounter this uh, this setback. But um, oh, I mean overall, like when, when we found uh, uh, Raven Banner and and they put us sort of in that their sort of concept was to take take the film and kind of do the festival thing instead of just trying to sell it. It was kind of like let's try to build hype with this thing and try to take it to festivals because we think that. This is the kind of film that maybe could, you know, could get some attention, maybe win a couple awards, and and they were right. And then, uh, you know, next next thing you know, uh, we sold it to a few distributors, and one of them is Shutter, which and it's coming out, uh, I guess, like to the uh, English speaking territory on May twelfth. And uh, yeah, and I guess that's I guess that's basically it. That brings us up to to date, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's cool to hear too, like uh, that you went out there as an animator, and then it just kind of transitioned. Next thing you know, you're directing this this film, and even I I can see how like the skills in animation could help when building a film, whether it's like just having the eye to build storyboards and stuff like that. So, were you hands on like that, or was it more like just a director role with this? No, no, no. I mean, I, I did so much in this film. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I storyboarded it all. Um, <clears throat> I, I edited it. I, um, like I worked very, very closely with the, with the special effects team to, to make sure like, like, you know, okay. Okay. So we have, the camera's going to be here. We're shooting it this way. So that means that you guys have to put the tubes here, uh, hide them from the camera. Um, this, uh, this particular effect is going to be split up into four shots. The first one is gonna is gonna be sort of like a, a combination of of live action and animation. So I'll I'll do that, and then you guys have to have to match that. Late. Like I mean, I was also like the, the the primary VFX supervisor as well. Like there there are wow a, a lot of VFX, um, not a lot, but I'd you know I'd say like a good like you know thirty five to forty shots in the sadness that that had to be that had to be done, and a lot of them are are imperceptible. Like they're not, they're not like sort of obvious CG shots. They're more just kind of like, um, you know, erasing a, erasing a tube or erasing like an armature or, um, you know, like uh, the, some, some things we couldn't do just for the sake of safety. So we have to kind of like combine two things. Uh, uh, so yeah, there, there's you know, like, I, I did all that. I had a guy help me, a uh, guy called Logan Sprangers that I found on Instagram. So I paid him to kind of be like an assistant, but um so yeah, like the, the VFX component of the sadness was something that I had was I was very hands-on with, and um, yeah, that's that's basically it. Like it was, it, I really did <laughs> did a lot did a lot with this. I mean, the the music was was constantly. Uh, I I was not actually making it, but like I was working uh, every maybe, I'd say maybe about like every other night. I was I was talking on like uh, 
you know, Facebook Messenger with like the composer and we were back and forth with the, with the music because the music I felt was going to be really important. And, and he actually, uh, uh, it's this group called Tsichar from, uh, they live in Australia, but they're from Singapore originally. And um, they kind of br brought the idea of kind of using all these like, um, like sort of traditional Chinese instruments and stuff. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I think like that sounds like, we, I was kind of thinking in the beginning, it would be more of like, uh, uh, like that, uh, how do you say that? Kind of like, like a tactical kind of sound, like, like a, I, I'm not, I can't really think of like the right comparison. I guess like, I guess maybe something similar to like the, you know, ironically something similar to like maybe the, the crazies soundtrack. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, the, the remake, the one, the one that came out in whatever, 2010 or something, I forget. But um, that, that sort of style of like, I, I tend to use the, the adjective like tactical. Like it, it's, it's also maybe something, the kind of music that you would hear in like maybe the Bourne Supremacy or something. Yeah, yeah, those... just like that uh, like epic cinematic style. No, not, there. No. not at all. It's, it's, no. it's almost like a subdued, like subdued synth score. Which oh, is okay, like, yeah you know like really like like sort of serious sounding like that i was mm, yeah along those lines and then he's he comes with these these like um uh you know wild ass uh uh, uh suona which is a, a sort of like a chinese clarinet and all, like all these wild ass like chinese uh, uh which is like the sort of a via a string a bowed instrument that they have the a traditional uh bowed instrument he's doing all this stuff with that and i was just like oh yeah okay that that actually is because it's like what I thought what was cool was that he was kind of um, uh, pull, like sort of pulling this like crazy, this, this inherent craziness out of the sounds of those instruments. And so like the, the, the thing sounds all uh, like just frenzied and, and uh, weird uh, and, <laughs> and like, uh, uh, you know, just uh, how do I even explain that? Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess you just watch the movie. It's, it sounds it sounds exactly like the music in the movie. So, you know, that that's basically it. Yeah, right on. It's, it's cool to hear, like, uh, all the attention to detail going into this film. It's obviously paid off, and and it's amazing. And um, one thing um, that I'm curious about, too, is, uh, like, during your transition of being an animator to diving into a film like this massive, doing so many different roles, um, did you find it, like, challenging... Uh, to actually start directing people in a live action sense. Cause I know when you're an animator, you can just draw down like, okay, I want this character to do this. We're going to make it happen. But especially like with a movie like this, where it's high intensity and emotion and everything. So uh, yeah, I just kind of want to get your take on jumping in uh, as a director like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, you know, to be honest, like um, it went a lot easier, a lot smoother than, than I thought it would. And that, that I think has a lot to do with um, number num like first first and foremost it has to do with the professionalism of of the actors that I had like everybody that I had was like really really even though even the ones that didn't have a lot of experience I think that they had a lot of a lot of um, you know uh, sort of respect for the film and and they thought that it, they they just sort of trusted me. Uh, to, to, to <laughs> trusted me so that they wouldn't look stupid in the end, basically, you know? Um, and, um, you know, uh, yeah, like a two other points, like the, there's two other points. The first point that I'm gonna make is that um, it's sort of, it's sort of, um, I, I, I don't wanna say easy, I guess maybe I, yeah, it, it, I feel like it's, it's easier to sort of direct like um, people to, to, you know, have like these really uh sort of um how do you say that like um you know like perilous sort of situations where like like hurry up we have to go like you know everyone's just screaming and it's just it's just fear and panic like that that to me seems like like if you know if if you ask if you asked me to like act um and you told me to you know to you know okay be terrified you know or, or be like absolutely enraged or act like a maniac like it's just it seems to me like that would be easier than to sort of you know, to give like a subtle nuanced performance. Ah, so true, like, yeah. so like, I just, I felt kind of just like, um, you know, to be kind of, you know, cause really what it is is kind of like, okay. Um, okay. You guys uh, probably the best, the best way to appro approach this is to, um, to just like, you know, just 
focus on your breathing and just and just breathe really deeply and just be and kind of get yourself sort of halfway hyper, hyperventilating and then and then then I'll say action and then and then you'll you'll kind of you'll actually be in in a state of of semi panic you know and and then we, you can kind of go from there so like um and and then as far as like all the sort of the the secondary actors and extras are concerned like they were just stoked to to be you know be able to kind of do that kind of performance of just acting like crazy people and at first the the, the knee-jerk reaction is to act like sort of you know korean zombies um like basically do like their impression of like the train to busan zombies but then i was like no you're not like that's not what we're yeah, doing it's, it's different <laughs> I want I want you guys not to be zombies. I want you guys to just be like maniacs, like essentially mm -hmm. like uh, like um, uh, like you're on drugs, like you're on like crystal meth or something. So think that, and then they all they all got it. Like it's a it's actually not a difficult thing, like because it's so it's such a far uh, you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's such a big uh, performance, like a loud big loud performance that it's hard. It, it, they, they always say like. When you're talking to like pyrotechnics people, uh, they always say like, "Oh, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to blow up a house than it is to sort of make like a, a small controlled explosion." Like, mm -hmm. uh, so maybe that's that's the thing. And that's then the other analogy, thing, yeah. And uh, thank you. And then um, the, the other thing is, um, uh, I just try. I just try to kind of give example, like kind of give examples of real world situations like maybe every director does this but like um there's a part where like molly kind of gives up in the tunnel and she and she wants to just stay like she falls down and she just wants to stay and the cat's like kind of come on like we have to go or that guy's gonna fucking kill us right and she's just like no no just go just go and and they they couldn't understand kind of like why um why she wouldn't get up like what you know what why doesn't she get up? You know? And I'm like, okay, well, and then I told him the story. I was like one time, like when I was walking home in the, in the winter in Canada, like it got so cold and, and like, I didn't, I, I went, I was at a, I'd gone to like a rave or something. And like the, the, ba the bathroom had exploded and like, I'd lost my jacket and, and every, everybody in the whole rave was just like soaking wet up full of, like, it wasn't like sewage. It was like the, the, the water, like the plumbing, the water mains or whatever. So like the, you know, all, like everyone's pants were like soaking wet and like everyone was like sweating. And then, and then I didn't have my jacket and I was walking home in like January in Toronto. And it was like, like insanely cold, like, you know, minus like 18 or minus 20 or some shit, like really cold. Oh, and then, um, and uh, I was, I, I had to make it to like, like a friend of mine's house um, and I was walking by myself and then, um, and I, I just got so, so cold that I just thought, oh, you know what I'll do is I'll just, I'll just lay down. <laughs> I'll just go to sleep. <laughs> it's just almost like your body's just like, okay, I'm just done. Like yeah. you, you, give, you give up, like you let give go. The, the idea, the idea of, of not, the idea of keep, of continuing is actually, um, you know, like more uh, like scarier than, than to keep going or sorry, scarier than, than to just stop there you know, and, and just curl up into a ball and just like <laughs> freeze to death and die. So like, I tried to, I tried to use that as an analogy for that scene. And, and, and uh, Chen Ingru, the, the actress who plays Molly seemed to seem to get that seemed to get it across. So like giving, giving kind of little stories and stuff and trying to just get, get them to understand what, like sort of these weird, like, why would she do that? You know, it's like, well, okay, this is kind of what she's thinking and just try to explain it and kind of just do those little things. Um, I mean, you, you, it's it's all just about communication and stuff and just getting yeah. people to understand. That's so awesome. And just like, it's like a little nuance that makes it like a little more real too. And even like, of, I heard some quotes from um, the main guy behind Nintendo, uh, Miyamoto, of how like he created like little things in Mario and Zelda. And like, he'll tell you, it's like, oh yeah, I was like walking through a forest and like this moment happened or like uh, there's like a Mario 3, the chain chomp dog. He's like, oh yeah, it was just like, I got scared because when I was a kid, because a dog ran at me and then it got caught by its leash and like little things like that. And that's like kind of like parallel to how you're thinking and like creating too. So, which I think is so cool when you can take uh, moments of real life and emotion and just turn it into any type of art form. Yeah, just, just use it as like some sort of, tool like like in, in my in, in his case that's sort of he's using it as a form of inspiration and in, in my case i'm using it as sort of like a a tool to kind of explain explain something 
but um yeah i mean like whenever you ask like anybody like oh you know where do you, where do you get your ideas you know like mm -hmm. the uh it's always gonna just that's that's always where they come from they come from you don't you don't choose where they come from they just come you know the the, the ideas that that you that you get um you know sometimes like the the usually like the the stronger ones the one the ones that are just like you know oh we'll make a zombie movie you know like that's like that didn't come to me from life that was more just like okay we'll just make a movie like another movie or whatever you know? mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's even interesting too. Uh, like in the past couple episodes, I had like comedians and musicians on too, and the, they were saying like sometimes like what fuels um, the thing that they're producing or making is not even doing the act itself; it's just living. And then sometimes just in the middle of it, like you can just take from life and in ways you didn't even expect and put it into whatever your craft is of of being a creator and. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's so cool to like hear all the little nuances of you breaking down this film and it's doing well and it's uh, like you mentioned it's uh, going to be on Shutter on May twelfth and it's getting a Canadian run on April 29th, I think for a few days as well. Yeah, that's um, that's true. It's got a mosquito. Um, the uh, the um, what do you call it? Yeah, like Raven Banner hooked up some some theaters. I think it's like. 17 or 18 screens uh, across Canada. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. Like that, I, I didn't even know that that could still happen, but apparently, like, I mean, basically like, like for example, like the Rio in, um, in uh, Vancouver and um, uh, what else? Like the princess theater. I, I can't remember where that is. Maybe like in Hamilton or some shit, but like the, the thing is, is that these are all like kind of like the little cool, like, into, like the basically the last independent theater in, in each of these cities you know um and and they're playing like uh the sadness which uh you know i mean in in my opinion in my in my humble opinion uh the sadness really does feel like you know like like the kind of movie that like is a <laughs> it's like a miracle that it got made you know like because it's yeah, just such yeah. a it's something that's pretty much not even concerned like you know <laughs> for for like you know we're not we're not selling that to like you know to put on tv like like any 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 uh uh territory that that um makes most of its money off of like uh, broadcast sales and stuff are just not taking it like it's it's such a stupid move to to, to make to make something like the sadness to be honest um it, from a from a financial perspective um well from a short-term financial perspective because like honestly the the purpose of doing the sadness was i you know we, we we scrounged together like a little bit of money uh like a modest budget and i just thought if we're gonna have anyone pay attention to us we need to do something really like big and loud so let's just try to do something big and loud and and you know maybe the best way to do that is just to be really vulgar and, and kind of cruel and um but you know and, and kind of just make it a, like a, a spectacle but anyways yeah uh you know back to the point uh it's it's going to be 29th and 30th uh april 29th and 30th uh in across canadian uh theaters and uh yeah man i wish i could be there for some of those screenings it's going to be really fun seeing seeing the movie in a theater is actually very fun it's there they tend oh to be yeah i can imagine because even like i was like I don't know, like just some of the gore moments too, just like putting up my hands and like, I, like I, I mentioned at the beginning of uh, our talk that it felt like I was on a ride, but I'm just watching it on my computer screen. I can't imagine with like a big like stereo and just giant screen where you, you can't hide from all these like crazy people like running around. And, like that sounds well, fucking the, awesome. The fun thing is just seeing it with a crowd and just, and just yeah. every, everybody laughing, everybody screaming, like all that, that experience. I remember like, it's like, um, you know when you go to i remember when i was a kid like a teenager i, I went to like i used to go to like fantasia festival because they actually used to have it in toronto for two years they had a uh, like sort of a, a toronto component to fantasia and like um you know you'd go and you'd see like uh street trash or um like you know dr butcher md or something and like and everyone's just laughing like it packed theater everyone's laughing everyone's having a good time um and it's like it's it's like a memorable it's like a memorable experience. And it's probably like a even like a, a pivotal experience too that makes me kind of like probably factored quite heavily into me wanting to make films in the first place. Although I I didn't really have uh, it, it didn't seem 
feasible or even within my grasp to make films. That's actually why I got into animation because I because I knew that I could handle all of the aspects into that. Whereas filmmaking requires all this sort of management and stuff. But um, eventually, eventually I, I made it. I, I fucking yeah, made. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Kudos, man. That's a that's such a, a cool story. Even like it's funny to hear. Like it's almost seems like it's a meant to be thing where you're you had a moment where you're like, oh, I'll just go into animation. And then next thing you know, the universe is kind of starts pulling you towards this film and everything. And yeah. Even I, 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 oh, sorry. I, I cut over. <laughs> There's a little delay. I, I didn't mean to talk over you there. Yeah. Well, you go ahead and you, you finish and then I'll, I'll uh, follow up. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, and, and uh, kudos to uh, Raven Banner and Michael, the producer over there too. Um, even uh, like you were talking about earlier of like how like, like this film's just such a wild thing. Um, I found like over the past couple of years of uh, just seeing different Raven Banner films too. Like they're they're really like just it's it's so hard to explain. Where it's like it's just putting uh, like all these very very artsy but well polished great films. And like I feel like in the last couple of years they put out some of the some of the stuff I I've most enjoyed too. So I just wanted to shout them out quickly and also uh give them kudos to even like making your film as well too because again it's another another banger i just watched yeah well they 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 actually had nothing to do in the production of the film they just they just Mm -hmm. kind of picked up like like after we we made it you know after we made it we needed somewhere to 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 sell it so more like a publisher type of deal yeah well yeah they're like the distributor like we we sold them uh distribution rights and then they were they kind of um through their through their network we're able to to kind of sell it to to the different territories uh but you know i don't mean to to downplay them because because the the sad like you know you can you can make the most beautiful amazing movie in the world and uh if no one sees it then who the fuck cares right like Mm -hmm. they're the ones who are getting it in front of the eyes And and i really am looking forward to uh the 12th of may when everybody can see it and everyone can start uh doing their little youtube youtube comment or what do you call that youtube like reaction commentary and reactions and all that yeah yeah that'll be fun uh all the all the you know i don't know we'll, we'll see how that goes i can i can see it going you see it going both ways but i think that horror fans will, will appreciate it or the, it, horror, horror fans will either like appreciate it um for the, the the ways that i like it like or the, rather the ways that they'll like it they'll like it for the same reason why like i like it is what i mean and that is to say like the same reasons why I like horror in a broad sense, you know, but then there's also going to be people who like are, will be disappointed because of sort of the uh, adversarial uh, marketing. Like, you know, like this is the fucked up thing, the most fucked up thing ever, you know, and people, like, <laughs> it's not you know, like, like it's, yeah, like, there's I, always like those, yeah. those, those like very, like even before everything, they watch it. Like they're just super cynical about it. Well, you know, like, I mean, when you, when you come at, someone and you, and you tell them like if i if i go up to you and i say like okay listen man i got the funniest fucking joke are you fucking ready and you're like, mm. you're like okay you know and then like and i tell it to you and like and you kind of are expecting it to be like a certain certain way and then it turns out to be kind of just like you know it's pretty good but it's not you know you know whatever you know you know what i'm trying to say oh yeah yeah I'm, i totally get it i totally it's almost like uh like uh maybe too much of overhype can yeah. like uh, bring down people's expectations when they finally watch it. But I think this one might, might hold up to some of the quotes I've been seeing of this movie. I've, I've been, uh, I've been seeing a lot of people saying that it's living up to it. And that that's, that's good to hear. I think there's also a third category. I think so there's just some people who just might, um, you know, they just might, well, okay. Like I, w- I was going to say, there might be some people who just don't, uh, who just don't like the film, but I think that those people, they probably would know from the description whether or not they'd like it in the first place, you know, like, you know, uh, it's a, it's a gory movie and that's pretty much what it leans into. And if like, if you're not into that, then this isn't for you. You know, if, if, if any whiff of sexual violence is like a a big no for you, then this movie is not for you kind of thing. Uh, and then, um, what's the other thing? Uh, well, I don't know. I guess, I guess, you know, there is also, people have tastes, you know, whatever. Some people, they, they only like, uh, you know, supernatural stuff. Some people might get hung up on like the fact that the, the plot is, is fairly Spartan. Like it's, it's more about kind of just 
the the sensation of the whole thing. So I, listen to me, I'm kind of like trying to preemptively categorize like every possible reaction. And I'm doing this basically just to kind of like, uh, you know, brace myself for like disappointment, essentially. But, um, <laughs> it's got to be like um, an exciting, like, I, I feel like an exciting time for like something about to be released. And it seems like there's a bit of nerves with you as well, too. It's like, oh, I don't know what's going to go on. But uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm, like I just, uh, Ugh, I, yeah, like, I mean, I just, it, I've been waiting, it's, it's been such a long time, and it's been, it's been such a long wait, like, to get this thing, uh, like, I've, you know, I, I did all the festivals last year, and I, um, you know, I, 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 I saw, like, a lot of great film, I saw, like, you know, the, what were some really good, I saw, like, The Innocent, The, the, the Innocence I saw, uh, the, the, I think that's, like, a Norwegian movie, or, or Swedish, or something, but about the psychic kids, I thought that was amazing, that's, that's, I think that's already come out, or maybe it's going to come out, like, a, a little bit before the sadness, uh, the Deep House already came out, but the, the Night House, the one with the, the, the lady, and, and the, the dead husband, or whatever, do you, do you see that one? The, the, I, the, I didn't I, see that one, no. Yeah. Um, well, anyhow, like, the, um, it, it, all I'm trying to say is that, all, there is so many movies that I saw kind of like on the festival circuit like last year and like they've all already come out and like the sadness is like it's taking so long so I'm just like can, we, can it just come out or can I just can we can this just be kind of like over you know because I because I'm I just want everyone to see the fucking movie so I can kind of just like move on because like I've you know I, I I've written I've been able to write during this this time and I have some new material that I'm trying to kind of push through at, at this point but it's like as we get closer to the wire, it's like, it's, it's difficult for me to concentrate on anything else, actually. Like, I'm just like, like, oh, fuck, you know, when's this thing gonna, gonna be out? Like, yeah, I just, it's I just, almost like the day of is gonna be like a weight off your shoulders where you can just like, uh, yeah. I don't know, like step towards the next thing. It's cool to hear that you've, you've been writing though. I was gonna ask about that, uh, like what's around the corner. And I also think like, um, if there isn't already interest uh from different like producers and stuff to have you as a director this is definitely gonna um lead to that because you did such a great job on this i appreciate that but, no the uh i've definitely been hollered at by by a, you know a handful of of people um and yeah like i mean there's 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 a very very uh good chance that uh that something something will kind of uh, be, uh, how do you say that, like s solidified over the next, uh, probably over the next like two months or so. And I'll be able to like give some sort of announcement about sort of what's going on. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's at, at this point for me to say any more would be, uh, you know, unfair, unfair to the fans out there. Yeah, sounds good, man. But hey, once again, uh, I really appreciate your time. And even it's just so cool to immediately talk to you, like right after I watched the film, too. So it's, uh, it was a lot of fun to hear you just break down the little nuances and even make me appreciate things I already appreciated, like from the practical effects and like, just kind of give it a little le more levels of like depth on the making of and everything. It's really yeah. cool to, to talk to you today. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I appreciate the uh, the call. Um, yeah, just uh, and, I, and I'm also I'm happy that you like the film too. So win-win uh, situation, you know. Yeah, hell yeah, man. And uh, yeah, hopefully for your your next one, uh, we'll have you on again. But uh, yeah, to to let people know too, they can go to uh, thecreativeimbalance.com and see where it's playing uh, in Canada. And uh, we're probably gonna just continue to share it as. Um, the the vod drops to and remind people and also before we go uh, where can people find you are you like all over social media and stuff like that i i mean the the best place to the best place to find me like what i'm most active on is uh is um instagram and it's just my name it's just rob jabaz one word uh and i'm also on twitter uh but i'm probably more active on instagram uh, twitter twitter like scares me a bit because like it's so easy. It's so easy to get to get people riled up and over weird shit. <laughs> yeah. So I just I, I tend to keep it like just you know about with like just art and sort of videos and some little like animation stuff because I still I still dabble in animation a lot and try to keep the uh, try to keep the skills sharp, etc. So yeah, I just check out my Instagram and or my Twitter. Both of them are just at Rob Jabaz, J A B B A Z. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again for your time today. Once again, uh, and also, yeah, thanks for 
like kicking my day off with like just blowing my mind with like a gore fest <laughs> i feel like i need to like take a shower go for a walk and pet some some puppies and like just have a cleanse but uh i have really appreciated uh the excitement in the ride uh, this film took me on man cool man biggest thanks again to rob for hanging out with me letting me pick his brain and like we mentioned the sadness it is in theaters this weekend, April 29th and 30th, all across Canada. And will be on VOD and Shudder on May 12th. Once again, big, big, big trigger warning. But if you're interested, that's where you can find it. And if you do watch it, let me know <laughs> what you think of this experience. Because it is an experience it's a ride and oh my god i've never seen anything like this in my entire life to be honest and before we go like always i want to give the biggest special thanks to all of you on the patreon i mentioned last episode and every episode that your help goes directly into the show and right now you guys are making me break even which i love you so much before i used to pay to do this podcast and now it only costs me a bit of my time and energy and effort which i love because i'm passionate about this but thank you to all you legends and first up the man the co-producer jeremy hopkin of hopkin design the queen ola mazuka of sonic fold Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Daniel Sun, Devin Staple, Devin McBride, Ramshi, Mike Ulio, Jenny Potter, and Jared Pepper Bronstein, aka Mr. Spicy. And also big, big thanks to Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you'd like to support the show, get all these episodes uncut and early right when we're done every recording i just post the zoom call immediately on the patreon for you to see and you get your name shouted out at the end of the show and support your boy sean and the creative imbalance you can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance love and appreciate you guys so much we got more coming your way and i'll catch you next time Peace.